best friend of Thorn is a ten-second train, and it thunders along the track at speeds most bulls couldn't handle. But the rugged Templeton is not most bulls. He lives his life a quarter mile of track at a time. Once a loner, the master line bull has come to understand that his gang is really his family. And although no specter could challenge this furious family, that won't stop one from trying. A spirit with a grudge has breached the best friend of Thorn's electro field, targeting Templeton, who has bravely moved with his family to the front to face the ghost head on. Please tell me, Kai, what does Timoth recognize about this spirit? Uh, oh shit, why is this so hard? <laughs> um, he's wearing, he's wearing a uniform of, uh, do, do the cities have different, like, guard uniforms? Sure, sure, we've described in the past, like, uh, like, they look like sheriff's deputies in, like, uh, Severus, yeah. so, like, uh, and, like, Iruvia has their own kind of guards with the Yalim, so yeah, sure, whichever. Okay. He's run into trouble with the law before in his in his hometown before he became like a a master sort of line bull kind mm -hmm. of big shot guy and so I think he's uh, he recognizes the uh, the uniform maybe the the face of this guy he's probably you know run into trouble with him been arrested before yeah 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 standing before you uh, the spirit this this law man as he's suspended by sinister wires uh, waves his hands open that a rush of air blasts you and your bulls you stand tall against it as he lets out uh templeton your bulls shall go no further from beyond the grave i have heard of you and i shall have your head templeton sort of braces himself against the wind and sort of turns kind of smirks back to, to his line bull crew and goes and here i thought the weather was going to be fair today not today, ghost. And Hell yeah. Ready's his, uh, whatever the weapon is. Yeah, well, I was going to say, with that, I think it's time for you to roll to lead these bulls against mm. the supernatural. Now, yeah. we've got to answer these questions for you. Have you completed mm. your apprenticeship, journeymanship, master line bull? Yeah, of course, you're fucking Templeton. Yeah, come on. Easy. <laughs> plus, plus three so far. <laughs> Do you have the support of another gang? No. But all he needs this gang. Don't need it. It's my, it's my family. <laughs> it's about family. Being a line bull is about family. It is about family. That's all. That's that's the the one thing I've learned in all my years. Which role do you think you are? Because the next two questions have to do with roles. Oh shit! What's the most heroic one? You you do have a high insight, and Owl is like the tactician. So if you want to be a leader, oh shit! If we yeah, we're going for that like classic squad kind of setup where you've got like you know like Halo Reach type shit where like you've got the commander yeah, who's yeah. like you know, organizing everything. Yeah, okay. I think Owl then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're the cool. Owl, but the, you you did hold an anchor lottery. You've got a bull in every roll, so there's no minus ones there. Do the other bulls swear to follow your orders without hesitation? Now, these are NPC bulls, but do you just say the cool one-liner? Anything else to the bulls? Just the cool one-liner, and then just kind of like, does everybody have a lightning hook, yeah? Oh, yeah, everybody's got a lightning hook, yeah. So then just like, points it forward heroically, waves the hair slightly out of the way, and just points it towards the ghost. They all do like an arm pump. Uh, like, they've got your back, and they're so pumped, yeah. they will follow your orders without hesitation. And have you worked this line area before? Uh, sure, probably. Oh, yep. It's a long and storied career, so I, I, I would assume probably, but it's just been forgotten about by now, but yeah. Yeah, you've got ghosts who know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Roll 2d6, plus 3. 8, 9, 10, 11. 11! So pick two from the uh, Against the Supernatural options. Seize the initiative, maintain an orderly disposition, or seizing a particular opportunity or advantage. I guess seize the initiative. If, if that means what I think it means, then like just getting this thing down as fast as possible because there are people that I need to protect. Yeah, yeah. That means you act and it reacts to you rather than the other way around. Then yes, I want it to react to me. I'm, you know, I mean, of course, yeah, Templeton. So you get the pick of two. So what's your second one? I'm going to say orderly disposition. I think, I think keeping the cool and sort of, uh, what's the word? Like, you know, everybody's, everybody knows the plan. We've done this before. Sick. In addition to that, you get to make the opening move against the ghost. You are the owl, which means uh, you can roll insight to study the ghost and the situation with your spirit goggles to determine the best gambit. Excellent. Then I will I will do that. So just that and then plus my insight, yeah? Yeah, roll 2d6 plus your insight. Cool. That's a, uh, a nine. Uh, I've got three insight. He's an insightful, insightful individual. <laughs> That's right, listeners. The line bulls are going to yeah. be so happy. <laughs> Absolutely. They're going to love this. It's time somebody whip them up into shape. Uh <laughs> 
So on the first page, uh, I'm going to give you some stuff, but also you can you can ask me an insight question if you'd like. Cool. I mean, what's what's the best way to uh, keep this ghost from harming anyone? The best way to keep this ghost from harming anyone, Templeton. This ghost is here for you. You you're here on the locomotive, but behind you, there's passengers and freight. All things that either are citizens of the Imperium or represent life force of citizens of the Imperium. And you're a master line bull, a hero of the Empire. If you back down, you put the rest of them in danger. You've got to face it. You can't back away. Okay. So now that you've, you've done your first done your first bit, the ghost, its limbs suspended by these uh, and moved by these sinister wires, winds up, waves a hand, a stone off the side of the tracks, flies towards you and your bulls. How do you react? I'm gonna try and can I zap it with my lightning hook or is, is that is that gonna Oh sure, sure, yeah. yeah. What do you think you'd it. roll for that? Are you rolling finesse to like grab it and whip it out of the way, or are you gonna like roll force to just sort of blast through it? I think I think blast through it feels like it would actually oh, I don't know, what would be cool? Well I'm trying to think of the, like the most like the most heroic <laughs> I can't really focus <laughs> on that word. Can I flick it at the ghost? That wouldn't do anything because it's a ghost. Oh would it? Yes! I like that. Um I'll let you do whichever role you want for that one, because they could be doing harm, or this could also be finesse. I'll do a cheeky finesse, I think. Yeah. A little cheeky finesse. Cool. Cheeky finesse, let's do this. Please. Five, six, seven, eight. Alright, so pick one. I mean, that last one's looking nice, isn't it? Impressively, stylishly, integrator effect. Yes! <laughs> so, the stone, also suspended by those cruel wires, flies towards you. You pull the trigger on your lightning hook that glows blue. The motion of the stone is stopped, and you uh, make a whipping motion as it flies back towards the spirit. The stone smashes the spirit. It uh, does a full like spin, like 360 in the air, knocked by this stone, and it uh, crashes against the front of the locomotive, crackling against the electro field of the train, clinging for its life. And it says, Templeton, you're as good as they say. But I also heard you're only as good as your family to the Shadow Realm! <laughs> because you did not avoid Troll Compromise Across, it waves a hand, and your rook gasps as a compartment underneath the locomotive opens up to darkness, and he falls in. Templeton, please take four whole trauma from your, your friend, no, your family, being sent to the Shadow Realm by that spirit. So yeah, just fill in four wedges, starting from the uh, that top right wedge. Oh yeah. You would be at like 10 o'clock, which is not great. No, it doesn't look <laughs> it. Cool. Uh, I think, I think uh, I fall to my knees. He goes, Mikhail! No! <laughs> oh, Templeton's <laughs> anguish is heard in a, in a wide <laughs> shot across the Deathlands. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> It rings out echoes against like uh, the rocks and like. <laughs> your pain is, is is slowed as a hand is on your shoulder. It's your uh, your spider, your spider Colburn. I'll miss him too, Templeton. But now's not the time. I need somebody to hook that dang ding spirit into my lightning bottle. And if McKeel can't do it, it's gotta be you. <laughs> I sort of put our hands and go, together, as family. Family! <laughs> Big manly, like, just clasp of the hands kind of thing. For Mikhail! And I'd like to try and uh, hook the ghost. <laughs> this is so dumb. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, cool. Loving this. <laughs> cool. Is that, is that, uh, what would that be for me then? That would be, if you're using a lightning hook, that would be a force roll. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, that's a, that's a three. Oh, so that's a miss. So you go mm. and you raise your hook. It's, it's cruel wires, can't save it now. Then, as you pull it towards Colburn's bottle, it waves a hand and, uh, Templeton, or should I say Timoth, the explosive squib on your uh, suit goes off and you weren't quite ready for it, so you fall yeah. off of the best friend of Thorn, ruining the shot. The director uh, shouts, cut! Cut! Timoth, you alright? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm really sorry. I didn't, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. It, it happened a little sooner uh, than the rehearsals and I just, 
I'm sorry, guys. I'm really, yeah. Oh, I don't know what's with me today. The actor playing McKeel climbs up from under the compartment, gives a bit of a sigh and rolls his eyes because he knows he's going to have to uh, fall through the floor again. I'm sorry, Jeff. I, I didn't think that this was going to be so... Ugh. I think I just need I just need a break. Is there is there anybody got some water or something that I could just I just need to uh you know, I just need to reset. The director is like, "Yeah, yeah, all right. We'll take a we'll take a water break." <sighs> Listen, Timoth, uh before you head out. Yeah, how is how is the performance? Obviously, I I up until that point was it was it okay? I mean, you know, I I, I again, I really appreciate the opportunity for this role and you know, this is this has been a lifelong dream it's to, you know, Listen, to, to play a line bull. I mean, you know, it's I'm 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 sympathetic. Acting isn't easy. You've put a lot of heart into this role. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. But you've got to be, you've got to be Templeton. You've got to have that spark of a leader. And I'm not, I'm not getting it from you. I, uh, is, is, is there anything specific that I'm doing wrong? I mean, I, I can, I take notes, you know, I, I've taken notes well before. I'm, I'm more than happy to just, maybe we, we could work. I guess it's just, it's, it's the way you, you carry yourself, all right? Like, you, you're doing just fine when the going's, when it's going well. Mm. The drama, that was excellent. That was a great, we're probably still going to use that Thank take you. for yeah. the, um, the McKeel screen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you could probably hear me practicing. I, I practiced that for a few times. Easy on that voice. We, yeah. we need that voice. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, no, I'm... Unless we don't need that voice. I'm seriously considering recasting you because you've got to be somebody who stands strong even when the going gets tough. And you knew that explosive squib was going off. It's 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 just that I, I'm more used to theater and, and sort of a, a live production. So this is kind of, you know, um, not I think the environment maybe is I is, is there anything I can do uh, to, to change your mind? I mean, I listen, I'm, I'm not saying you're being recast today, but just um, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you know, we got to get some more lightning oil for the squib. Uh, I think the crew could use a break. We might take a, a day or two off filming. You recenter yourself, whatever you have to do. Just, just, when you come back, I want to give you another chance, but Thank you. this might be your I, last chance. That's all I'm saying. I promise you I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to, I'm going to do as much research as I can. I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. I will come back a, a leader. Your agent, Galena Crofty, she's a local here in Thorn, and she's very well connected. That's why she was able to, uh, to help get you this role. Yeah. She arrives with your water. Thanks, Galena. Sorry, thanks, Gil. <laughs> Love that. Of course, Timmy, of course. Mr. Director, darling, we're going to take your data that you've so graciously given, and you will see a transformed man before you. I will handle it. You're doing excellent. And might I just say that if Timmy's performance is not up to snuff, and this she says quietly, surreptitiously, you're probably not supposed to hear this, mm. then perhaps Judge Triste might remove some funding. You might find yourself downscaled and missing Timoth all the more. And the director um, looks uh, very nervous at that and leaves. What? What was? What was that, sir? Nothing, darling. Nothing. Okay. Timmy. Yeah. I want you to know, I've always believed in you. Thank you. And in fact, the director, I, I don't want you to think that he said you are lacking something. You just have not discovered. But I think I have an opportunity for you to discover. Are you ready? Oh, really? Is is there like a, a, a workshop somewhere? Or? You could say that. Do you remember the old zoo? You know the one at the edge of the coast? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Have that little mascot, Levi the Leviathan? Yeah, no, it, it used to uh, give me nightmares when I was younger. I remember I, I, I went, when I was little, it left a big impression on me for some reason. I don't seem to remember any specific details. That's alright, that's alright to me. We're going to use the interior as a set for later on in the film. And I've pulled a couple strings, and they'll let you on early. Oh, wow, that's, mm -hmm. that's incredible. I think it'd be great for you to have a bit of um, familiarity with the set portray the confidence of Templeton. Sure. And perhaps uh, a proper experience to allow you to bring the expertise of Templeton to all of your performances. So, I've managed to get some real line bolts that you'll be able to sort of shadow, but they'll also defer to you. Wow, that's that's incredible. I Like, proper proper method acting. Oh my Exactly, exactly. We'll set you up with them, you'll stay in character, and by the end of it, you'll have that spark the director's looking for. Yeah. I wanna I wanna be with real line bulls, that's incredible. You will. I'm gonna hunt ghosts. It's a perfectly controlled space, so don't worry, you you won't be in any danger. Follow your instincts. No real danger. They'll know that I'm like but they'll know that I'm i I'm an actor, right? They'll like make sure that I'm alright. They will, but we believe it's best 
that you try to stay in character as much, and they'll they'll try to stay in character as long as possible. Absolutely, sure. Thank you. I I appreciate it. You've 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 been good to me, Timmy. Thank you, thank you. You've you've done wonders for our agency, and you're going to do wonders. Oh, here's the basic outline for the scenes that's going to be filmed there. There's no dialogue yet, of course. Sure. If you pull this off, I hear tell that certain actors get to write their own lines. That could be you, Timmy. Yeah. That could be me. You ready? You ready to be a star? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to- I'm ready. I can't hear you. Are you ready to be a star? I'm ready! I'm ready! on a train this is a podcast where we play ghost lines an rpg by john harper we'd like to thank you all for listening to us today if you're a returning passenger welcome back and if you just started if you're new welcome i'm hannah uh i play andrew anderson D- damn what's the thing about andrew anderson i didn't i didn't pre-think of anyone this time well there's her certifications uh, yes, certified apprentice ghost person, ghost fighter, and also certified rascal. I'm Guy. I play Pip McKeel. I'm eating jelly beans that are covered in nerds, and they're amazing. How decadent. What a time to be alive. I'm gonna say that Pip is eating rat on a stick. <laughs> Just right now. Very oh. rude to all our rat friends. They're meat. It's me. Yeah, Pip really, Pip really does just pass aggressive the king of rats all the time, doesn't he? <laughs> Always testing me, Pip and McKeel. Who's that talking right now? <laughs> uh, that would be Stefan. Hey, I'm Stefan. I play Drix. And Drix is also not thinking of something yet. <laughs> Drix is. Drix just is. He is as Drix does and does as Drix is. That's all he really needs to be. Mm. In your heart. Wow. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, you know, no reason to be coy about this one. You've heard them, our special guests, in the cold open. And uh, let me remind old listeners and tell new listeners that our, our main line bulls, they just introduced themselves, uh, will not know about what you just heard in the cold open. Uh, we have, of the Chain of Being <laughs> podcast, a delightful audio drama from our... Faustian Nonsense Network that we're a part of. Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Yeah. Hello. Uh, do I say my character's name? Sure, do sure. Do do the thing that they did? I'm playing uh, Timoth, badge named Templeton, certified freak, <laughs> seven days a week. Uh, yes. That's one of my certifications. <laughs> could, 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 you, could you just go a little further with that? I just, I, I, I no, kind of want to see that reach no, a lot. No, you don't need to do that. Wet ass ghosties. <laughs> Make that uh, lightning hook weak. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making shit up. <clears throat> it's a make em up game. It's fine. I hate it here. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't have to. See, that was halfway to the ghosty woasties, and we didn't have to push for it. <sighs> Fuck. That's how you know Kai's a fan. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, so. Last, we left off with our mainline bulls. They just finished up some side jobs of what would be a um, a long stop in the Severosi city of Thorn, where they were told to not cause any trouble and keep it on the down low. They were given an awful lot of chits for uh, what was a relatively easy line with Candace saying, this is, please, please don't do anything crazy money. After breaking in to a judge's place of residence... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't do that. Honestly, that's pretty mild for us. <laughs> among among other things, Drix uh, Colburn received what the post office referred to as capital C correspondence, which Pippin learned uh, was sealed magically and given very shadily, or rather, he was going to be given it. <laughs> I think I think I think we handed it off. That's how we ended the episode. Mm-hmm. And for now, Drix opening up the capital C. Correspondence. But they misspelled his name and his eyes fell out. Oh no! <laughs> Funnily enough, it was addressed to badge name Colburn, as <laughs> as the judge currently believes. 
that Pippin McKeel is in fact Adric Belial and has ominously promised him that he will be remembered in the new worlds to come. Wee. Drix like vaguely offers to help some freedom fighters while the, the, the judge thinks. I will. I, I do feel we should also remind you that the judge believes that Pip is Adric Belial for no fucking reason because mm-hmm. guy unprompted he was just asked his name and unprompted decided to lie about it. <laughs> There was no reason Friggin for Dorothy it. Dorothy Spornat, Golden Girl's mother. I have a reason. <laughs> oh, gosh. To be elaborated upon later. Or never. So, Drix, as you break the seal, stamped uh, with the blood of somebody who relived their one of their worst moments of their life, you, you look upon the message, and as the intended recipients, your eyeballs do not fall from your head. This letter is instructions that very clearly becomes a threat. You are informed that you need to meet one, Galena Crofty. The brazenness with which this name is given sends the message to you that uh, this is not somebody afraid. This is somebody that knows that no matter what they tell you, there's nothing you can do. They tell you plainly, bring your fellow bulls. Bring your ghost hunting equipment. And they say, explain plainly that should you refuse, then perhaps someone might go public with the fact that it was on your train, Colburn, and under your watch, that one, Laudius Dalmore II, smuggled a corpse with a spirit that could have endangered the entire train. The writer of this letter informs you that while perhaps your lineable career might end with you in shame, or hollowed, or perhaps perhaps the consequences would be negligible for you, uh, they point out that it would be a shame if young Audius, who just now was installed to ministry power in Duskwall, like his father before him, found himself instead spending the rest of his tenure there being worked to death in the Dunville labor camp over a single boy. Then it simply reiterates, meet with Galena Crofty, gather your fellow bulls, gather your ghost hunting equipment. And it gives you an address towards the edge of the, the nicer developed parts of the towns, towards the slums near the coast. Well, it appears I don't have much of a choice in the matter now, do I? Who are you talking to, Drix? <laughs> uh, the grim specter of fate, Andrew. <laughs> love the grim specter of fate. No, we don't. We don't love the grim specter of fate. Oh, we don't? Okay. Oh, no, the Grim Spectre of Fate! Ugh. <laughs> uh, Ladius is gonna be the death of me. Maybe literally. <laughs> grab your ghost gear, and we'll grab Pip. Gotta meet up with some woman named Galena Crofty. Okay. What was that about, Ladius? Yeah, so, you know how he smuggled the third onto the train? Yeah. Apparently somebody found out, and now they're blackmailing both me and him. So, who knows? Maybe I'll get hollowed, or maybe he'll get put in a work camp. Who knows? For, you know, doing the right thing and saving a kid. I love justice. (laughs) (laughs) Such a fan of justice. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we're kind of, uh, tied to the railroad tracks on this one, so. Alright, let's get the ghost gear and Pip. Yeah. Two equally important things. Mm-hmm, hmm hmm where do they find you? Uh, I think just, like, just outside the train, kind of taking in the, the night air. Yeah, uh, it's, it's... I don't think Pip went very far. I think he pretty much just handed him the letter and was like, I'm gonna get a rat on a stick. <laughs> Pip's enjoying, you're enjoying that rat on a stick. Tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. Just like guinea pig. It's warm here. Not so hot that you, like, need to doff all your coats. But it's it's not quite as cold as you're used to uh, in Akros. It's polo weather. However, uh, one of the key benefits of Severos that you appreciated from Irondale more more stars visible in the sky due to the lack of smog and light pollution 
is unfortunately not given to you here. This is a Severosi town, but Akrosi industry has already kind of besmirched it. That's a bummer. You find Pip by the train eating a rat on a stick. Hey, Pip, some dumb stuff is happening. Is it the usual kind of dumb stuff, or is this exceptionally dumb? Uh, uh, somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I don't think it falls into exceptionally dumb, because, I mean, we aren't dealing with a demon or any... Uh, where's some wood to knock on? Find me some wood to knock on! <laughs> <laughs> knock on your head! One of the volunteers at the orphanage used to say that we were dumb, so it was like our heads are made of wood. And you're definitely pretty dumb. <laughs> oh, shit! Huh. Aw. I don't know whether to be offended or to give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you could knock on this. I got it at one of the pubs nearby. It's, uh, it's around to it. They were using them as coasters. No, that reads. What would you use it for otherwise? Oh, you, you use it for something like one, yeah. When you're not quite there yet, but you'll you say that you'll get... You'll, you'll do it later, so you'll get around to it. <laughs> I don't think I was supposed to take these. Okay, so let's ex- let's let's just explain the situation, shall we? <laughs> yes, please. I'm very confused. As you guys are outside the train, um, the only real activity that's happening is uh, looks like people are working to put together a new train car. Not like directly on the tracks. Like the the pile of dust ball is now in like a little train depot. But like it's fine. It's not illegal for you guys to be near the train. <laughs> I mean, we do sleep here. Good. So we're gonna have to meet up with the Scalina person. I'm being blackmailed, as is want to happen, of course. I mean, it's never happened to me. <laughs> it's never happened to you yet. I guess. <laughs> Look, Andrew, just hope that it doesn't happen to you, and, you know, that you don't make questionable choices about helping rich people, because clearly it never works out for anybody. Never help the rich? <laughs> yeah, I've ne- I haven't helped the rich yet. That's, that's a you thing, buddy. To be fair, I was helping the rich help the poor. That's true. I I wouldn't have wanted our good friend Gafo to have died. Yeah, he's a sweet kid. Yeah. Anyway, let's go! You gather your ghost equipment. What what equipment we grabbing? What roles are you kidding out for? The usual? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the usual is right. probably the way to go here. I would ask Kai what role they want as guests you get to choose first, but that does feel a little like cheating since they are not here yet. Uh, do, do, I mean, do, do, do I get to say? I think uh, maybe we... Is it against the rules to have two of the same? Because I do think it would be funny if someone happened to pick the same one I've got. It's not It's not against the rules to have two of the same, but there will, be a, there will be a minus one. Okay. If you don't have every single role, there will be a minus one. Should should I should I say what I'm what I'm doing then? What my thing is? It's up to you. Yeah, I'm 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 doing uh, owl. Oh, uh, <laughs> we have an owl. <laughs> Sorry, an owl All has right. descended from the heavens to help us. Uh, let's do our Praise usual. Be. <laughs> Praise be, based owl. This is the first time all podcast that someone has wanted to be the owl. Well, I'm glad I can fill fill the space. I think Yoshiko was the owl once. I don't think she wanted to be. I don't think she wanted to be. I think Banani <laughs> maybe was the owl willingly. That's that might be true. the only other one. I think it's just that nobody's been good at being the owl because that's no one's valid, ever had honestly. Insight. So we'll see how Kai performs. Yes. So as you guys get your equipment, Drix the Rook is kitted up with a heavy lightning hook, distinguishing him from the other line bulls. As well, he has two pieces of custom gear. His hat is a mask that detaches. Uh, his cowboy hat, and he also has his belt that has a big geode rock chunk from a demon. <laughs> then we've got Pip kitted up uh, in the anchor suit. It's heavy, got a lot more metal and less canvas to support not just the armor, but also uh, a personal electro field that it can generate. Pip has a, a lightning hook, of course, and a lot of the other standard equipment, but he also has the ghost grabbing gloves, some electrified gloves. They're more like pauldrons. Andrew has a neat looking suit. It has a couple more instances of uh, banded metal 
And rather than a canvas, there is leather sort of uh, fitted to her in the style of the Ruvian Ialim guards. As she prepares her other pieces of equipment, there is a little from Jiminy the dork who wants to come along. What do you think, Andrew? Jiminy can come. Uh, and if anything happens to him, I will simply kill you. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> nervous laughter. <laughs> Greg has already promised me that Jiminy will not die. So, yes, Jiminy can come along. He just might do that heartbreaking little dork yorp and yeah. go down. Yeah, yeah. New listeners, don't worry. Jiminy the dork, who uh, was described some last episode, I believe. A hairless... German Shepherd with three legs, only one leg in the front, and uh, a handlebar mustache <laughs> for its only bit of hair. Jiminy the Dork uh, will will never perish, but he may get hurt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt your regularly scheduled audio program to discuss disk space. Oh, I must be out of disk space. Can't load up the promo. What? Since when have I had a door? Hey, Radio Greg. Heard you talk about disk space, so I popped over for the promo. Guy from Ghosts on a Train? How did you... What promo? Oh, for my new podcast, Disk Space. For Fausty Nonsenses, resident gamers play a new video game each month and hold a roundtable discussion every time. Oh, uh, that sounds fun. A semi-rotating cast of FN podcasters talking about video games. Yeah, we're even doing live stream discussions every three months. Episodes are already out, and Greg and Hannah have both been on it. I'm I'm always there, too. Well, that's almost the whole GOAT crew! Even Greg! Wait, you realize that I'm... Of course, yeah. It's pretty obvious. And is that why you were able to make that door that you knocked on? Well, I mean, it felt rude to just barge in, right? Amazing. Guy, you're always welcome in my old-timey radio segment. And listener, you are always welcome to my new monthly podcast, Disc Space. Available on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Disc Space. We here at Ghost on a Train would like to take a moment to bring you a message from our friends at Chain of Being, another podcast from the Faustian Nonsense Network. It started with a return. I was called to aid, and deep down, somewhere in my mind, I knew what it was. I, Adam Delta V, who was formed in Eden and cursed with immortality for my crimes. I knew of this thing. I know it. I remember. It was there in Eden. I'm sure of it. I pursue it, following its trail of chaos and destruction. I intend to stop it. It's related to what I did. I can feel it. The space between us is vast, and I will face hardship. I will bear witness to terrible things. You have until tomorrow to relinquish your supplies and weapons to us. Some of the more courageous of you may be considering other possibilities. I urge you to reconsider. And for the sake of all that exists in this universe, I must reach my goal. I will end this game of us. Will you join me? Chain of Being. Mythic science fiction podcast. Listen to the complete season one on your favorite podcatcher now. You guys head over towards some slums. As you approach, you notice in the distance, it's like a triangular structure near the coast. Bone white. It looks like um, like a, like a building's been flayed somehow exposing the bone. It's ominous in the coast, but uh, regardless, all these houses in the, the slum areas made of discarded sheet metal and cheap wood, they bunch up the further they get from the nice houses, as if they are afraid to build closer to this structure. And yet, inevitably, it's almost like the rest of the city is pushing them. Spooky. You you meet up, and there is an Akurosi woman. She is uh, wearing, you know what, she's I was going to say she's wearing a mask, but no, she's wearing, uh, not a literal mask, but she's wearing a, a very fake smile. She's got, like, fake girl boss energy. Whoa! That's my favorite kind of villain. Yeah, yeah, she's got, like, a she's got, like, a bob and, like, a like a power suit. <laughs> she says, Colburn, I presume. One of you must be Colburn. What if none of us were Colburn? Well, then I suppose 
Laudius Dalmor II will be finding himself with new lodgings. Angel <laughs> le- leans over to Pip and uh, goes, When did we start caring about Laudius? <laughs> uh, I think we're all about the time that Laudius started caring about Kefau. Ugh, fine. <laughs> fine, fine. Let's just get this over with. I am Colburn. Excellent. And I see you've brought your fellow bowls and your equipment. As I was instructed. Do you see that structure over there by the coast? Points to the triangular structure. Yeah, I, I see it. That site used to be the site of a zoo. It closed some 20, 30 years ago. It's very dangerous. As you see, before it was a zoo, it was a mine. A mine within a leviathan. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Did, did you just... Yes, a leviathan. Somehow lost to make its way here in the inner void sea, beached, or perhaps uh, met some untimely ends during a quake. Regardless, it found itself trapped, and, well, most of its flesh withered away. But the bones of the Leviathan and many other bits have proven to be made of very sturdy stuff. So you want us to go in there for... Why? Well, you you have attracted the interest of some powerful individuals. Well, I suppose not you. Your connection with Audius Dalmore, and Dalmore's connection with some powerful people present here in our town of Thorn, have opened up a surprising opportunity to retrieve something that perhaps makes the zoo the way it was, the way it is. We require professionals, such as you both, in order to retrieve such a thing. So, what you're telling me is the people who have already bled this town dry have found something new to bleed dry, and we're the only way to get it done. You are. Wow, I honestly didn't expect you to be so frank about that one, but okay. (sighs) What are we after? Let's get this over with. I won't go into too many details, as we prefer to remain in control of the situation. Therefore, we have our own line bull that you will be deferring to over the course of this operation. Deferring to? Yes. What? Uh, you're gonna assign us a- Yes, a leader of your gang. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Well, we can hardly trust you to act with our best interests in minds when, well, Let's be frank, the position that we've put you in could lead you to have some resentful feelings towards those in power here in Thorn. Oh, really? No way. Honestly, I, <laughs> I couldn't have seen that one coming, and neither could you have, clearly. Badge named Templeton. He is an exceptional line bull, and you will defer to him. He has the details of what you need to retrieve. Fine. Presently, he's getting ready in a um, camp... Almost a, a green room, you could call it, that we've set up here midway between uh, these wretched slums and the zoo itself. Meet up with him there, enter the zoo, retrieve what is ours, and this problem with Laudius, with you, will remain buried. As perhaps young Gaffo should have been. Mm. How do I know that you aren't just going to blackmail me over this again? What guarantees can you give me? You don't. You have no guarantee. The only guarantee I can give you is that I will not blackmail you with this now, once you finish what I've told you to do. How do we know you won't do that, though? Well, I suppose I could release it now and ruin your life and Claudius's, Or you can do this for me and buy yourself at least another few days. Or you could trust me. Yeah, that last one is not (laughs) happening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean trust me not to blackmail you again. I mean, trust me to blackmail you now. Andrew's, like, doing... (laughs) Andrew's doing that one gif of the lady doing math (laughs) to try and figure out what that even means. (laughs) You seem confused. I'm saying that the only thing you can be sure of is that I will blackmail you now if you don't do this. Oh... Honestly, I just, I think he could have figured out a more succinct way to say that like he did the second time. (laughs) Perhaps I could have. 
I am coming to the realization that perhaps line bulls are um, not of the same level as us intellectually. And yet your talents lie elsewhere. What a backhanded compliment. <sighs> Let's just go meet this new bit. Respectable line bull. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of gaslight and a lot of gatekeep. <laughs> and yet a shockingly low amount of girl boss. <laughs> Are we being gaslit? <laughs> yeah, over the blackmail. No, I don't think that's gaslighting. I think that's just like normal manipulation. That is not what the definition of gaslighting was in the dictionary. <laughs> if I gaslit you, you'd know. No, that's that's, that's <laughs> definitionally we would not. That's the opposite of gaslighting, I thought. No, it isn't. I think I should know the definition of gaslighting. <laughs> you know okay. you have to leave this in now, right? I got oh, it. Dear. Let's move on. <laughs> Maybe I just don't know the deal. You know, no, but you would know the definition of gaslighting. off saying this. No, 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 this is gaslighting. She she did, she wasn't at first, but now she is. She's gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, as you, you make your way, as evidenced in the judge's secret correspondence, these evictions and zoning laws that have manipulated these slums to be created so close to the zoo, as it was uh, mentioned in this correspondence. You see a lot more Severosi folks living in these slums, but eventually you get past them. And uh, true to her word, there is a tent that says uh, Templeton <laughs> outside of, uh, oh, not outside of the zoo, but uh, about midway through with the, the zoo in clear view now. Now you see that um, where at first you just thought it, it, it was like a building left skeletal. You see now it truly is a skeleton an emerging leviathan head, reminiscent of the leviathan spawn uh, that you hunted, Andrew and Drix. It weeps at your approach, water flowing from various eye holes, sinking back into its uh, mouth, deeper into what you presume is the zoo, or even some even just uh, sliding off, uh, off the coast into the Void Sea. Kai, <laughs> how, does, how does Templeton emerge from this tent? Um, Templeton comes through and parts the uh, tent flaps uh, with the helmet on, the feet clunk uh, going forward, sort of stands there, hands on hips, looks at each of you, takes off the helmet and does a sort of like head wave as this kind of quiff of like long blonde hair kind of goes out of the face. Uh, Strong chiseled jawline, sort of looks at each of you, goes up to you and sort of goes, Drix, I presume? Nice to meet you and sort of gives you a, a hearty handshake. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but, um, Drix is reserved for friends, actually. You can call me Adric. <gasps> you know, I, I respect that. I'll call you, I'll call you what you want. I'm, I'm looking forward to be, to be working with each of you. And the way I, I run things, I consider each of you to be uh, a member of my family, and I will defend you as such. Do we have uh, an understanding there? <laughs> I'm an orphan. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I have no frame of reference for this. Is this part of your entourage? Is this uh, sort of point, pointing at you? My what? So still, still talking to Drix, going like, is this like a uh, like a, a runner of yours, or like gets you snacks and stuff? This is badge named Dunville, who you will treat with respect. Yes, hello. I I, I apologize. Um, uh, ni- nice to meet you, and also puts a sort of hand out to you and kind of holds it out. Yeah, Andrew shakes it. As you shake uh, Templeton's hand, you notice the the badge that says Templeton has three triangular bits covering all three of the triangular points of the badge, denoting Templeton as a master line bull. (laughs) Never had one of the. Well, no, wait. Yes, we did. We have Benani. No, I never had an active one. (laughs) That's true. Then turns to you, Pip, and puts out a hand. Pip gives a firm yet clammy handshake. Uh, there's, there's a slight sort of flash on uh, Templeton's face of like n- knowing that it's clammy and kind of but tries not to you know say anything about it and shakes your hand and then kind of very surreptitiously slightly like wipes uh, his hand on his trousers <laughs> I think well, I was, uh, I was uh, a young child when I went to this zoo last but uh, I'm excited to go and see what it's like now it's uh, it's, uh, it's exciting right I mean the, the corpse of a Leviathan how, how often do you, uh, do you come across that 
Not often. <laughs> Is did I have I done something wrong? I, I feel like everyone's looking at me like I've 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 come undressed or something. It feels like I'm you know. Most of the line bulls I work with tend to be a lot more um, sociable, and I was wondering, oh, have I done something wrong? Uh, mostly just working for the lady that blackmailed us into being here. <laughs> sort, of a, a look, a sort of deep look of concern, I think. Like, uh, you, who are we talking about here? Galena. Oh, uh, Gail? Blackmail? She's, uh, she, she gets, she's a, a, a powerful, um, uh, she convinces people powerfully, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure she, maybe it came off as it wasn't, you know, I'm sure it was, um, uh, yeah. No, she, <laughs> she, she told Drix that, uh, he would get hollowed if he didn't come do this. We are legally here under duress. Uh, uh, well, I, I'll have a, I'll have a talk to her about that. She's normally a lot, a lot, uh, nicer. Um, she's nicer to me, at least, uh. I'm sure. I'm sure it's it's a it's a misunderstanding or something. We'll, we'll um <clears throat> we'll we'll talk to her about that. So the zoo. Are we all ready to go? Or uh, I've got some. <laughs> I've got some sort of points back to the tent. I've got some some snacks. If anybody wants something from the uh, the tent, or are we should we just get started? There's a twinge in Drix's eye, and he like grimaces out a. D- did you bring orange slices? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think I think there's some orange slices in there. Do you want to come? Th- I mean, sort of goes into the tent and then brings out like a little platter of you know. I mean, what? Where did you get oranges? Those are expensive. I mean, I, as a master line bull, I traveled the world. I've made a lot of contacts. Some of these these things are easy to get when you uh, know the right people. Do you have bananas? One time, I was fully blackmailed into being a line bull over a banana. You you get blackmailed a lot, right? I mean, yeah. is this is this a common thing for line for uh, for new line bulls? Is that they've changed their you know uh, recruiting tactics recently, huh? You know, I haven't thought about it like that until now. But yeah, actually, anyway, wow. bananas. Do you have them? I I'm sorry, I I don't have any bananas. I just Ugh. the oranges the oranges are kind of slightly easier to to get. All right, fine. <laughs> Thank you for the orange and Drix like, bites into one, you know, does the like it covering your teeth thing. <laughs> All the while, like, his eyes are grimacing, but he's like got the twinge of a smile coming. <laughs> <laughs> he does the smolder, he, he kind of looks at you with a sort of slight middle distance stare and goes, anything for family. <laughs> and then puts the plate behind the tent. Cool. I had to do at least one, didn't I? At least one. Andrew looks at Drix and Pip and is like, is this what families are like? Is this normal? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't know. I do not remember. Okay. Cool. Uh, Andrew, I can definitively tell you that this is not what families are like. <laughs> okay, cool. Thought so. I, I need to say this because I've been like, this is an audio medium, and I have been fucking dying in silence yeah, I can, I can for the last, like, you. 20 minutes. <laughs> Honestly, your American accent is way better than I was expecting it to be. Thank you. It's really good. I was extremely shocked. It was like, oh god, Kai started talking different. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 for some reason I started doing it during the cold open, and it just became a little bit nerdy. Like, it's kind of nasally, so that's what we're going for, you know? That's how it, that's how it turned out. <laughs> See... And that's kind of the best energy to have because it mimics the true Vin Diesel, the one that's not on screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, are you guys ready to, to head over to the zoo? Help, yeah. So ready. You go to the zoo. <laughs> you go to the zoo. Just kind of wander around the zoo. Uh, classic. Gosh, guys, character is so affable. <laughs> it's so hard to stay mad at them. <laughs> I know, it's hard to stay mad, huh? <laughs> it's a little, little carrot and stick. <laughs> so, you guys approach the zoo. The Leviathan skulls with its dripping eye holes. The zoo itself goes a little bit deeper. You have to go in through the incline. The skull uh, mainly makes up uh, like an entrance area. There are minecart tracks, no cart in sight. They are in a state of uh, 
a state of disrepair, to say the least, but the interior of the skull is vibrant in a, in a strange, natural way. Perhaps nourished by the, uh, the water dripping from the eye holes, there's a coral of red with like a fuzzy, fuzzy white sort of spreading around the top of it. There's a section of it knotted up that looks like a, like a brain. And um, as you approach properly inside, you hear a distant howling noise. It sets Jiminy on edge. It sets all of you a little bit on edge, as it sounds like a dorg, but wrong. There's not a hint of a yorp in this howl. We've never heard a dorg make noise other than a yorp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yorp. Yeah, so Jiminy is uh, next to you, Andrel, and sort of... I give him pats. You see Jiminy's tail uh, goes a little bit between his legs. In the center of this uh, entrance area, there is... Uh, Wait, I in a state of disrepair. Hmm? Thought Jiminy only had the the one leg and back. No, no, no. Jiminy is a, ra- a running dork. Okay. So there's two legs in back, one leg in front. If Jiminy was a digger, Jiminy would have two in front. I'm just trying to think about the logistics of tail between the legs when you've only got one leg back there. <laughs> Wrapped around, coiled tail around next the leg. To the leg. Yeah. <laughs> something for fan artists. Something something for fan artists to figure out. Draws your dork. Draws your dorg. Your dorg OC. This is my dorg Sona. It's <laughs> uh, still in a state of disrepair. There is uh, reaching up. It's almost supported now by this coral that's stretching out from the top. There is a spiral staircase that goes up to an area with pretty fresh looking bungee clippings overlooking what's behind it, a lower area to the zoo that the tracks lead to, and even further below it, uh, a deep pit uh, with sort of decayed guardrails, but they're around. There's a series of oblong holes that you assume to be tunnels. There's not light here outside of, like, maybe some lights on your, your suits, so you can't see where they all lead, but you have made an entrance into the zoo. Well, uh, I thought this was going to take a little bit longer, but uh, I've been... I mean, you obviously all know where we're going, so I'll just we'll take ourselves onwards and just start walking towards the bungee. Did you say it was like we could just walk to it, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Okay. <clears throat> just start walking towards it and goes, uh, honestly, I thought this would be a longer day. Seems like it's, it's kind of, I don't know, seems, I uh, feel like they could have given me something a bit more difficult to do, but, you know, this is part of the job, I guess. It's close to retirement, so. Yeah, you see Templeton uh, begins to ascend the stairs, supported up by this, uh, this coral bit. Hey, what are we looking for? The lady never told us. Gil didn't tell you? Oh, um, no. we're, we're, well, uh, uh, we were, She was uh, busy gaslighting us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a completely different Gil. Uh, maybe there's a, maybe there's two. I'm not sure. It feels like it's a weird, anyway, uh, there's a, there's a. Oh, was the second one for gatekeeping? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a, a spec, spectra, um, gets out like a piece of paper from like a little, um, pouch. And sort of opens mm-hmm. it up and tries to read and goes, Spectrodulum, uh, the bottom of this, or around, embedded in the sides of this, uh, this, uh, hole here. I'm just gonna, you know. Like the horse organ? Maybe. Is that a thing for horses? So, Spectrodulum. Andrel, you remember this. So, Spectrodulum is a part of the brain. It is the part of the brain that allows one to see and interact with the supernatural. Horses in general have a, a spectrodulum, but Severosi hunting horses have an overactive spectrodulum. You know that, like, humans have them, of course, and theoretically, I guess Jiminy would also have one as, as a hunting dork, but this is the first you would uh, imagine of a, a spectrodulum being inside of a leviathan. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, you know, horses have them, people have them. I guess why wouldn't leviathans have them? Interesting. I don't know why they need one off of a leviathan if we've all got one. I don't know, maybe it's a... Uh... Yeah, not sure. I mean, it's probably bigger, because leviathans are like, oh! Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're a smart little orphan. Thank you. Sorry, maybe we'll call you an orphan's a bit. Is that bad? Should I not do that? I mean... Just child? I... You didn't, I that is how you introduced yourself, to be fair. The orphan part was kind of, like, fine. I mostly... You sound very surprised that I'm smart. No, no, genuinely, I, I, do I, am I coming off as, uh, I mean, I don't mean to sound- It was sound... a little, it was 
a little condescending. I'm sorry. No, it's just, yeah. I just hadn't thought about that. Like, it would make sense that it would be more powerful on a Leviathan. Okay. I really, I really feel like we got off the wrong foot. We met, and then it was immediate hostility. I just, I'm trying to. Is there anything I can do to like, you know, because I'm about to jump down this, and I feel like if there's not a, you know, we're we need to make ourselves a family, and I feel like I said that, but like no one really took that on board. I, <laughs> can like, you call your boss and ask us to ask her to not blackmail <laughs> us again? Because she said she might blackmail us again. If that's what it'll take, I'll I'll ask Gil to not do that because that feels like it's. <laughs> Really unpleasant. Is that is that it? Is that all, is just the promise, or? I mean, I guess we can't go back and talk to her right now, so. I feel like we should get this done first, but yeah. Can someone be my number two? I don't want to, you know. I just need someone to look after the the ropes as I, you know, fling myself down into this pit. It feels like I should do that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Would, wouldn't it make more sense to have me, uh, me handle it? Just since I brought the, uh, you know, ghost grabbing gloves for uh, grabbing things. Uh. It seems like a waste of resources to, you know, put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, there's a little bit of, like, confusion. Is that... Yeah, sure, I guess. Um, is that, is that, is that what we're doing? Is that... I, I guess. It just seems like you're a little too valuable to lose, given your master line, bull and all. So... Well, maybe... yeah, but I thought this was, you know, this was, like, the th- uh, thing that I was doing here. One of you do it. I don't care. No, no, you can you can go ahead. You do it. Yeah. Um, if, if you'd like, if you'd like, this is the situation. Either Pippin or Timoth could impose their will. God, I forgot your name was fucking Timoth. <laughs> we picked it because it was just a name with a missing a letter. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. Yeah, yeah. We were looking for which one. Like, is the silliest? <laughs> That's yeah. a real name John Harper um, included in Ghost Lines. <laughs> Thanks, John. Sorry, John Harper. Does John Harper listen? I hope. I hope. I'm sorry, John Harper. You, you know, there's a lot of names. You came up with a lot of names. You know, one of them had to be a dud. You know, so. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna uh, impose my will. I guess. All right. So. Good luck. Impose your will. When you impose your will to get your way, roll. If your steel is greater, take plus one. What's uh? What's your Hmm. steel, Pippin? Plus two. Okay, Kai. What's your steel? Uh, my steel is an icy minus two. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my god. If your level is greater, so. uh, take plus one. So, you know what? Yeah, 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 you can take a plus one. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, are you a noble of Akaros? Uh, yes. What? So, oh god. So take another plus Ooh. one. Uh, so it's plus two total. Cool. Are you going to threaten cool, cool. bodily harm, or, like, no? No, 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 no. Okay, so roll 2d6 plus two. Cool. That's a six coming coming from old Timoth. Okay, you cannot force Mikiel to okay. do this, but go ahead and say it. It was forcing Mikiel to let me, right? Forcing Mikiel to let you, yeah. It's okay, yeah. I think that you know, as this is a dangerous situation, this uh, this whole um, place is is uh, is is twenty, thirty years old, is from what I was told. So maybe it would be best if if I took the riskier thing. I don't want to lose any any. I've never lost a line bull, and I don't want to start today. So how about I how about I do it? This it seems a little. Okay, fine. Yeah, no, you can do it then. That's fine. <laughs> it, it just seems like a, a bit of a bit of mismanagement. It does. Um... Hey, Greg, can I roll an insight? Sure. <laughs> that is a five total. So. Oh, so ask one right now. I get to ask one right now, and this is about Timoth. Hmm. What's really going on here? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Something is strange. Because to Pip, it just seems like he's got a death wish. Well, yeah, he seems very dead set on doing this. But also, in the way he folded immediately, you sense that somehow he has a uh, low steel stat, let's say. And you would imagine that he, to make it this far, you'd have to have like better nerves than that. But he is a master line bull, and he spoke with an authority, like a noble. His words are too good for his his look. Yeah, yeah. Him boots too big for his goddamn feet. It's not a death wish. He does not think he's going to die doing this. He does really want to do it, though. But he backed off from you. <laughs> so that's the only weird thing. And I guess also maybe it's weird that he doesn't think he's gonna... He, like, the idea of him dying doing this is, like, not really even remotely in his mind. I will also point out that Pip did not introduce himself he just sort of shook hands and like all right 
acknowledged. Yeah, you know, uh, it's actually now that I'm thinking about it, since I do have these big old gloves for, for grabbing, if you're gonna jump down there, it, it makes sense to have something sturdy up at the top. And, uh, using the anchor for, uh, an anchor. It's a, it's a little bit of, little bit of humor, wordplay. I like it. Alright, cool. Let's go team! Yeah, the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody else? No. <laughs> no, I, they can, they, they've silence, got this, like, I don't care. No, I mean the let's go team. Oh. Like, I put my hands in the air, like, sort of, yeah! Drix feels his arm twitch as though he wants to, but he, he holds firm and goes, no. Andrew, like, looks at Drix like she's just kind of gonna do whatever he does. <laughs> and so she does the same aborted motion. I I think because of the just the, the way that the, the ghost grappling gloves are built, I don't think Pip can actually, like, raise his arms above his shoulders. So it's just sort of like... He just sort of T-poses at you, I guess. <laughs> Dominance is certain. Right. Cool, we'll work on that. It's fine. We'll... You two climb up the stairs, stepping over at points the red coral that's wrapped around it. Thankfully, the canvas and metal plates of your, your suits are enough, but the little white fuzzy bits on it are actually pretty stiff. More reminiscent of, like, um, like nettles. You feel like something from the sea would be really soft, even if it's on land. But yeah, you, you, you get up to the top. Since you're up here, Pip, could you roll something to assist, perhaps, while Kai rolls uh, to bungee jump? Well, the problem with assist is assist does not let me use steel. I don't see a bungee jump stat on my character sheet. We've got a tradition of letting you decide oh. or, sell, or sell me within reason of like what you would use to, to bungee jump, you think. So perhaps for you, you might roll steel to be brave, mm. or you might roll finesse <laughs> to be physically dexterous. Could I make a stretch to roll steel for this assist and like I'm literally just kind of hunkering down to like just hold onto the rope. Is that, is that reasonable? Alright. Cool. Yeah. I might I might take finesse because I'm I'm here to do a thing and I'm here to do it well. So yeah, yeah. I think. So I'll just roll that. Uh that's an eight for me. Okay. I was gonna say I don't wanna panic disengage or flee but i got an 11 so it doesn't super matter yeah you're good and that would be like a plus one to kai but that wouldn't uh, impact much it's just eight to nine yeah. so what what is the one that you do quickly uh without trouble compromise or cost or stylishly to greater effect i have a feeling i know which one uh, stylishly yeah. definitely <clears throat> hell yes okay anchor plants himself to this new-ish bungee uh equipments pip you guess that there are still people that attempt this bungee in this abandoned uh, zoo while you're a little puzzled your line bull instincts, you're like, hmm, this is kind of weird. Everything else is sort of shitty. Templeton acts like it's the most natural thing in the world that this bungee jump should be well-maintained. Hardly even checking the rope before strapping himself into it. Do you want to describe your, your beautiful dive? Templeton's going to stand, like, is it, it's like a sort of diving board situation where it kind of go, juts out a little bit. Yes, yes. And you're, you, from up here, you see just all the different oblong tunnels from that center area that surrounds the pit further down. This bungee jump is going to bring you past the lower area, perhaps down a little bit into the pit. I think then, walks back, turns around to face Pip, and goes, fly like a bird, and does a backwards dive, <laughs> going back <laughs> Jesus Christ, the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, as that backward dive happens, you all feel a throb, a thump that starts deep, deep within the zoo and courses up along the bones and tunnels, hitting the front, which throbs once again in a thump, thump, like the rhythm of a, of a heartbeat. As you fall, there are a series of, of lights that are old, and there's no power to this place. But as you sail past this lower area, Templeton, the lights begin to light up for you. You fall past the pit, where there should just be darkness, but at the bottom there's stars. The starlight illuminates. A petrified section, mm. there is a soft area. It's almost like sticky webbing. Okay. Like a spider or something has webbed up something mm. uh, circular, uh, fist-sized, to this stone wall. But it, like, grew out that way. You know that is what you yeah. need to grab. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm close enough then as I'm going down to just, like, grab it and then as I yeah. Yeah, spring yeah. back up with it. Yeah, cool. You grab it, it snaps off, 
as the stump happens, the bungee begins to pull you back up. I, I just, I want to go on record before Greg continues that I think this is going to go horribly wrong. Andril Andrix. <laughs> oh, shit. As that throb happens, it reaches that uh, brainy section of coral. Gross. That uh, does its own little swish and throb in kind. And the red coral that has grown all across this place like tendrils begins to move. There is a sickening snap as the bungee breaks uh, during yeah. the lift upwards. Um, the tendrils moving begins to destabilize the bungee jump, leaving Pip shaking up top in his very heavy suit. Uh, but the tendrils lash towards you two, Drix and Andril. And we're going to have to deal with that <laughs> next time on Ghost on a Train. Woo! Oh, boy. Yeah. Woo! Now the zoo started. <laughs> now we've zoo, actually started. Zoo! 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 Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. All of our music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Timoth, badge named Templeton, played by me, Kai Gwilym Pritchard. Andrew Anderson, badge named Dunville. Played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, a.k.a. Drinks. Badge name, Colburn. Played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin, Pip, McKeel. Badge name, McKeel. Played by me, Guys Webel. And I have been your conductor, Greg Karobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. Your support will help our podcast, as well as the others on the network. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train and I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us and please consider traveling with us again next time. I was thinking doing like a sort of southern kind of, I've been watching The Good Lord Bird, you know, like um, John Brown in that. So I was thinking about doing something like that, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to keep it up because it's like super intense and I feel like that would be really exhausting to do. So I'm doing just, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. One of these days I'm going to practice a Welsh accent. Oh God. English people can't do it. I'd be so surprised if you can get a good one. (laughs) I, I might be able to pull it off. I also might just get like smited. The actual dragon from the flag will come and get you. It's yeah, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. That's what happens when you fuck up a Welsh accent, especially, like, yeah. if, it, if it's recorded, the dragon comes to life. It's it's a it's an ancient mm. curse. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Them's the rule. You know, as they had ancient microphones. <laughs> yeah, that's famously, that's the, the ancient druids of Wales invented microphones. <laughs> this is basic right. history, guys. All right. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, uh, so, um, this program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like, just like yours, 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 yours. Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.